Why do we celebrate Christmas? I suppose there are as many reasons as there are people, but as Christians, we have some very concrete reasons to celebrate the fact that over 2,000 years ago, a child was born who changed everything in the cosmos. Let's consider today just a few reasons his coming is so important. I'm uh, sharing a passage today from uh, Revelation, which is the final book in the Bible. And it's a book that's got a message encoded in symbols. And uh, in the passage immediately before where we're going to start, we have a description of something described as a new Jerusalem, Jerusalem being the significant city for the people of God. And it descends from heaven to earth. And in the center of this new Jerusalem is the tree of life. We're told in the Bible that humankind was barred from access to the tree of life because we sinned against God. We turned away from him. And since then, death has been a reality for us all. And, uh, but in the middle of this city is the tree of life, and the river of life flows out from it. And the tree of life have leave, has leaves that provide healing to the nations. And you might wonder, what does this uh, image represent? We're, we're also told that this new Jerusalem is not really a city at all. It's described as the bride of the Lamb, and Lamb of God being one of the titles of Jesus. The bride of Christ is often a way that the church is described. So we're not talking about a city at all. We're talking about God dwelling in the hearts of human beings who have turned to him in faith. And that becoming the true temple of God on earth, the hearts of men and women who have opened their lives up to him, that new city of God come down from heaven. And we basically close the Bible with the passage we're looking at today. And the Bible closes with an invitation. So I think we'll see in these few verses some very important things about Jesus. Let me begin with verse 12. Behold, I am coming quickly with my reward to repay to each according to his work. The first reason Jesus is such a big deal is that he is going to uh, one day give a ruling on every single one of us. We will all one day come before Jesus and give an account to him of the life we have lived. And some of some think of this as some kind of threat, uh, you know, behave, be a good person, or Jesus will punish you for it, give you according to your work. Uh, I like to see it a little differently than that. What this says to me is that when God created us, he gave us a real choice to make. This life he has entrusted to us is a life in which he has actually given us the opportunity to choose what we want. We want uh, the goodness that comes from God. We want the, the kindness and the love and the kinds of things that God is inviting us into and that God is promising we can share with him for eternity if that is what we're looking for, if we will trust our hearts to him. But if, if that's not what we want, if we are not interested in the good, if we are interested in what is not good, then we can make that choice. And Jesus is the one who stands at the end 
to look at our lives and say, okay, what did you decide to do with your life? And to reward us according to the choice we made. So uh, let's not look to God as some uh, terrible disciplinarian or something. He is simply going to give to each what we have chosen in this life. We who know Christ would say, choose Christ. Don't choose anything else. There is nothing else worth living for. Verse 13, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Why is Jesus so important? Why is his coming so important? Jesus says that he is the beginning and the end. Alpha was the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega was the last letter in the Greek alphabet. It is like saying, I am the A and the Z. And what he means to say by that is that he stands both at the initiation of everything that begins. He also stands at the conclusion of everything that ends. There are many things in this world that have a beginning and an end. There are a few things that do not have an end. There are things that will share in eternity with God. People who have trusted in him uh, are promised by Jesus a new life, resurrection, and eternal living with him. Uh, so some things will not have that end, but everything that has a beginning and an end, Jesus stands at both ends of that. Why is Jesus so important? Because everything that exists exists because of him and for him. The reason you breathe is that Jesus chose to give you the life you have. And whether you know it or not, whether you understand it or not, the goal of your very existence is Jesus. Verse 14, blessed are those who are washing their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter into the city by the gates. I've talked about this city, this people of God, this holy place that is, it's, it's a bit of heaven come to earth right now. It is uh, where God is beginning to do on earth the things of heaven. It's the kinds of things he's doing in the lives of those who have trusted in him, who are blessed those who have turned to Jesus and found in him that they can be washed of the things in their lives that need washing. And that is a common metaphor in the Bible to describe the things that are wrong about us, the things that are dirty and shameful and dark about us. And we all have them. We all have things that we are ashamed of about ourselves. And Jesus is the one who can wash us clean who can cleanse us of the things in our lives that are not right. Not only uh, forgive us in terms of the penalty of those things, the, the punishment we deserve for those things, but just the grace of allowing us a progress in life where we can move further and further away from those dark things in our hearts as he changes us from the inside out. What Jesus promises to those who turn to him in faith is that they can be restored to life. The minute we turned away from God, the minute we chose our own path instead of God, we started to die. Jesus says, 
I am the key to you returning to the tree of life, entering into the city by the gates, being welcomed in to the house of God. Verse 15 describes a very different picture. Outside are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and all those who love and practice falsehood. There are a lot of things in life that are not true. And there are people who prefer the lies to the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. We can find in him the absolute truth. Not some relative thing that we each manage to shape around what we want. Some selfish uh, concern of our own. But an actual objective truth. The real thing. And uh, there are people who want nothing to do with that. Who prefer the lies. Who prefer the falsehood. And what comes with that choice? Uh, Jesus describes these people as dogs, as something less than human. Perhaps a way of pointing to people who are living a human life as though you were nothing but an animal, governed by the basest of instincts. He talks about sorcerers, people who want nothing to do with God but are very eager to try to tap any other spiritual opportunity they can pursue that they feel like will allow them uh, to manipulate the forces of the universe to their own advantage somehow. That is the heart of sorcery. It's trying to control the things that God controls without God. He talks about sexual immorality. One uh, evidence of turning away from God is that sexuality is, uh, loses the value it was meant to have. And it becomes merely recreational at, at best and abusive at worst. But sexuality becomes not something beautiful but something shameful. This is just a, a, a way of painting a picture of all the things we see in the world around us that are surrounding us, murderers, idolaters, people who have given the devotion that should only be given to God to something other than God. There is a blessed life. There is a life that is not blessed. Why is Jesus important? He is the key. The only one who gives us access to something other than what we all have already, which is this not blessed life. That's what we already have. But Jesus came to offer us the opportunity, the option if we will turn to him, to find a blessed life, a true living. Verse 16, and now he identifies himself by name. I, Jesus, sent my angel to bear witness to you about these things concerning the congregations. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. What does Jesus say about himself? When he says, I am the descendant of David, he's talking about promises God had made centuries earlier. God told King David, somebody who lived around uh, 1040 B.C., 
Over a thousand years before Jesus was born, God told David, I am going to use your family and one of your descendants is going to establish an eternal kingdom and bring peace to the whole world. Jesus was that promised descendant of David, come to establish once more the kingdom of God on this earth. And it's something unlike any other nation on earth. It is something that respects no governmental boundary, no language, and is not uh, caged in by anything. It spreads across the globe as people are called to encounter Jesus and find in him life. Jesus says not only that he is the descendant of David, not only that he uh, came through the genealogies of the family of David, but he also says, I am the root of David. Here's the amazing thing about Jesus. David would never have existed at all if Jesus had not given him life to begin with. So he not only is the culmination of King David's line, the culmination of God's promises and design and intent for using David and his family, but he is the whole origin of that whole monarchy and dynasty to begin with. Everything begins and ends with him. He is the key to absolutely everything. Verse 17 The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who thirsts, come. And let the one who so desires take the water of life without payment. Why is Jesus so important? Because everything I've told you he came to offer us, he does without requiring payment. How astounding is that? That God would extend to us not just forgiveness for our offenses against him, but the promise of eternal living and not demand payment of any kind. That is what, that is the message that brings the Bible to a close, the spirit of God and the bride, his church. This is the invitation that comes from God and the people of God. Come on in. Some people do not like Christians because we are constantly inviting you to join us. But how could we not? How could we enjoy this life and keep it to ourselves when we know you need it too? How could we shut up about it? Come, join us. If you're thirsty, if there's a gaping hole in your soul and you know something is missing, come and find the water of life. And guess what? Jesus is not even going to ask you to pay for it. Just come and take it. Receive the life he offers you. We celebrate The birth of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the promised king. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas. We don't know exactly when he was born. We chose December 25th as the day we would celebrate. We remember his birth, the wonder of it all. 
God came to us in Jesus in a manner so amazing, so awesome, so glorious, that 2,000 years later, we're still trying to figure out just how amazing it is that he came to us. We continue to marvel at the life he brings where there was death. The deliverance he brings to those imprisoned by sin. The healing he provides to broken and crushed lives and hearts. Why do we celebrate Christmas? We're not simply remembering a cute story about some baby born in humble circumstances. We're celebrating the birth of the King of Kings, the root and culmination of David, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who created us with a purpose and who comes to us to bring that purpose to fruition. And Jesus does not want us simply to observe him, to think about him, to meditate on his birth. He came to invite us back to him. Why is his birth such a big deal? Because now God can say to us, come. And we gather today to extend this same invitation. Are you thirsty? Are you broken and bruised and crushed? Is your heart dead within your chest? There is life eternal to be had if you will just come. The offer is free. No penance is required. No payment. No sacrifice. Just come and drink the water of life freely. That is why we are celebrating his birth, because he changed everything.